It's Thursday, March 4th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul's coming to us again from uh, Goodyear, Arizona, where the Indians are three, four games in, four games into their uh, their Cactus League schedule and uh, sitting at what, two and two? They've gone two. once through the, the pitching rotation. Everybody's had a chance to pitch. Uh, so again, uh, we start over. We get to see Aaron Savali today on the mound for the Indians. Uh, what are we looking forward to today from, from Savali? Uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting, Joe. Uh, you know, he pitched in the inter-squad game Saturday. Uh, now he's, you know, making his really first start of the spring. Uh, I would. Everybody's gone two innings. You know, I would suspect he'd probably go three innings, try to push it to three, you know, since he, I think he pitched two in, in the inter-squad game. So uh, he'd probably, you know, he'll be the kind of the lead dog that, going to, to the next step. And as you get a little deeper into spring training uh, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, we saw Plesak was a little iffy. I think he was, you know, kind of up and down a little bit. Bieber, you know, didn't throw his, uh, wouldn't throw his curveball. Um, Quantrill pitch, uh, you know, Quantrill pitch well. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I bet uh, Savali, you know, it looks like a lot of these guys are experimenting, you know, working on their slider and stuff like that with Plutko was uh, worked on his slider against uh, Seattle. Uh, but, I, you know, I would expect uh, Savali to come out there and uh, just kind of deal. I don't think he's he's going to tap dance and keep pitches in his back pocket. Right. Uh, to your point, I think we've seen at least uh, the guys like Bieber, Plesak, Savali, uh, have when we've seen them, they're out there. They're not pitching for jobs in camp. They they right. know what their position is. They know what the team thinks of them, and and they're just out there. Uh, like Bieber said the other day after he gave up a few runs, you know, shook it off. Didn't think much of it because he's out there working to improve himself and, and work on things for the season, not necessarily fighting for a job in camp in a, in a spot in that rotation. Uh, that that confidence. Uh, even in a young pitching staff, even with guys who are, you know, 23, 24, 25 years old, uh, it, it really is starting to show uh, for them and, and could be a good thing for, for these guys moving forward. Yeah, you know, there's always, you know, there's always three groups of players in spring training. Guys that have jobs that, are, you know, veteran guys or, you know, young veterans, established players that are getting ready for the season. Uh, the middle group uh, that are competing for jobs and, uh, you know, the younger group that are just uh, here to see how, uh, you know, big league life is about, you know, and I think we're seeing, you know, I, while Savali probably has a, a job, you know, secured to, in the top three spots in the rotation, I would think he's, you know, I, I would think you'd see a little, uh, a little bit of oomph from him. You're seeing that, you saw that from Plutko, you saw that from Quantrill, uh, McKenzie, Tristan McKenzie kind of, you know, came in after Quantrill struggled a little bit, but, you know, I think those guys, you see a little different approach to, uh, to their starts than Bieber and, and Polisak yesterday. Uh, and speaking of a different approach, uh, the Indians going to take a different approach with uh, Shane Bieber and Roberto Perez going over for a B game. I, I believe that's tomorrow. They said Saturday, Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Okay. Saturday. Uh, they're going to hop in a bus to go to the Reds <laughs> training for uh, why can't they just hop on a golf cart? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, all you got to do is walk. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're going to go down the street to, to face the Reds at their complex on one of the B fields there. Uh, they're going to pitch in a B game. The guys that are going to play uh, in that game are mostly kids from the 
the depth camp, I, I believe, the, or, or the depth camp guys are going to come up to the yeah. depth camp guys are going to come up and play in Saturday's game uh, on the main field while sort of the, the second group of kids like uh, like the Andres Jimenez and the Gabriel Arias, those guys who are most of the guys who were in the starting lineup today are going to uh, back up Bieber and Perez there on Saturday. Yeah. How would you like to be, you know, a young guy? Uh, trying to make the Reds or just in your first camp with the Reds, you're going to, they, they put you in a B game and you're facing a Cy Young winner. That'd be, that'd be interesting. At least if you get cut, if you never, if you never get higher than that, you, you can tell your kids you face a Cy Young winner. Well, and when we get the report back from the B game on uh, Saturday evening and it says, you know, Bieber went three scoreless and struck out nine, uh, nobody's going to be surprised because probably the kids he's facing are what, 19, 20 years old. And you know, yeah. they're, like you said, uh, just a little bit nervous stepping into the box. And those but, games, either those games can go either way, Joe, because they swing at everything. And if Bieber is just trying to get some work in, he he might he might get his hair parted. Well, and and it's interesting, you know, those games on the B fields. While you don't think much of them, you know, there might be the next Shane Bieber sitting behind the backstop. We've seen, we've all seen the photo. We've we've seen uh, the guys behind the backstop from 2017, I believe, watching Corey Kluber work on the mound on a B field. And you, you never know, the next Shane Bieber might be sitting among those kids, the, the group uh, that's going to be observing Saturday's B game. So uh, just, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, Terry Francona did talk to uh, reporters earlier today, uh, you know, just really uh, sort of covered all the bases. He, he did mention uh, Jordan Luplo. Uh, we haven't seen him yet. Uh, out there in right field, uh, Jordan Luplo still dealing with sort of a nagging ankle injury, and he got some, uh, so uh, you know, a, a second opinion, I guess, on on the ankle uh, this week in Arizona. Yeah, the uh, Arizona uh, specialist uh, looked at uh, Luplo's left ankle. Um, you know, he sprained it early in camp, uh, taking BP in in live BP, and um, you know they gave him an injection. Uh, and, and uh, he'll be down for, I, I would imagine, two or three days. He hasn't played here, here yet. And uh, Francona said that uh, Luplo was a little uh, hesitant to play on it because remember Joe in spring training too, he had that bad back coming out of spring training too and really missed a big chunk of the 60-game uh, season. I don't think he was ever healthy, to be, to, to be honest. So I don't think he wants to do that again. So... Uh, Hopefully this settles down. It's the left ankle. He's got a slight impingement in there. So uh, hopefully the uh, shot, the uh, cortisone shot or whatever it was, you know, gets the inflammation out of there and uh, he's able to get going because they could use, he's, he's a big part of this, this outfield. They need a right-handed hitter. Right. Yeah. Uh, so many of the, uh, the candidates there in, in the outfield are, are left-handed bats, uh, Jordan Luplo and it, with his past success, success against left-handed pitching, uh, could be a huge factor for the Indians this year. Uh, one of the guys competing for a job in the outfield uh, while Luplo is, is sort of sidelined, Daniel Johnson. Tito was asked about Daniel Johnson, uh, said he's an interesting kid, says, yeah, you, we really haven't seen much of him uh, above the double-A level. He had a, you know, a half season at triple-A, and then last year he got maybe a dozen at-bats at the beginning of the season with the, uh, the ball club, but, but Tito likes what he sees with this kid. Yeah, you know, he had a double yesterday, drove in, I think, the Indians' first run. I thought he should have been on third base, but he stopped at uh, second. I don't know if he got deked or what, but uh, 
you know, he's, he's looked good. He's got a strong arm. We've seen him make a couple strong throws. He, I think he got uh, really a tough error the other, the other day uh, on a, on a throw from right field that, that's, that uh, Perez didn't even see. I don't think yeah. it's Tito, right said it hit, Tito said it hit the lip of the grass and scooted past him. Yeah. But if, I mean, if, if uh, Roberto handles that ball, that guy's out by 20 feet. So, you know, he, he's got a lot of tools and he's cocky too. He's uh you know, I remember we were talking to him about his uh, 2019 season when he put together those big numbers at double A AA and triple. And he goes, yeah, I just gave you guys a peek. You know, that's that's a peek of what I can do. Yeah, he said there's more to come. Uh, Tito said he likes the tools that are there. The tools stand out. Bat speed, he can run, he can throw. That That's, you know, direct quote from Tito. So, uh, obviously, this is a kid that they think very highly of. I, I would tend to believe that we're going to see him in the mix in the outfield at some point during this season. Oh yeah. There's definitely Joe with the, you know, with as many questions as they have in the outfield, you know, other than uh, Rosario, you've got, you know, two, you know, two positions where you could be rotating guys in and out. I'm not saying uh, uh, Daniel's going to play uh, center field. I think he's more of a corner guy, but he has played a lot of center field in the right. minors, but I think you're going to see him, in the big leagues this year, you know, for stretches, at least if he doesn't make the club out of camp. And, and with word that the triple a season is not going to start for a month, you know, that would have been an option to send, you know, to break camp and send uh, Dan Johnson to triple a to start the season, but with, they're not playing games. So he would have to go to the uh, alternate site and, and really the competitiveness isn't going to be there in the alternate site to keep him sharp. So, so that might force them to think differently and put him on the roster on opening day. Yeah, I, I, that's a great point, Joe. I mean, you know, he's already been through one uh, alternate <laughs> training site. Nobody who <laughs> went to the alternate site wants yeah, to go back. Those guys are going to be fighting and clawing to get out of there, to stay out of there. But maybe it'll be a little better if they can arrange it so they can play some other teams, some, some real games at the, at the site, if, if it is in Columbus like they, they said it's going to be. With Indians baseball right around the corner, there's never been a better time for you to register for Indian subtext. Our subscriber-based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year and appreciate the fact that, you know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly, either just to me or to, you know, to, to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things and then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. Bill and all of our Indian Subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team and the best way to keep up is with Indian Subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or text Hoinsey or Joe at 216 208 Four three four six. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or send a text message to 216-208-4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian Subtext.
Tito was asked about the competition uh, at shortstop. And, and really, he was specifically asked about guys like Gabriel Arias and uh, Andres Jimenez, who have who've been, you know, just playing out of their minds in, in the early part of the, the, the Cactus League uh, schedule. Uh, there, there were a few telling sort of remarks there that, that Tito made. Uh, and one of them was that he said, because it's such a premium position, a premium defensive position, the ball needs to be caught. That to me was a clear indication that your, your best defensive shortstop really has a good chance to make the roster that could spell trouble for a guy like Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. uh, Rosario is more of an offensive minded guy. Uh, Jimenez is, you know, He's got the reputation of being a glove guy first. He's, he's been, he's five for five in camp or <laughs> five for no four for four in camp so far. And he's starting today against the Brewers. So, uh, you know, I mean, so he's doing a little bit of everything, but uh, yeah, you, I mean, you know, if it's your, it's your most important position on the field, <clears throat> especially or at least on the, on the infield. And you've got to have somebody that's going to make the routine play. That's going to make that, that final out with the you know tying runner on third base with two out in the ninth inning, you have got to get he's got to make that play. You got to have a shortstop that can make that play on the twenty hopper to him. And the kid that we'll see coming in behind him most likely uh, today, Gabriel uh, Arias. Uh, he's he he hasn't uh, you know disappointed anybody with his bat either. This is a kid. He's uh, he's a bit bigger than I thought he was. He was he's what six one six two. Yeah, and he's 190 pounds, probably. You know, pushing close to 200, I would imagine. You know, so, so the Indians have their Derek Jeter of the future, right? That's that's what you're saying. Right? <laughs> yeah, and and this kid can—he's got a great arm, as we've seen, Joe. You have both of them, Jimenez and 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 uh, Arias can throw the ball. You know, I think they're so young, though. I mean, you know, Jimenez is only 22, and and uh, what's his face, Arias is 19, 20. I mean. Uh, are they really, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to believe they're going to make the big league club when you've got a cut, you know, may, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Jimenez has a real good yeah. chance to make the big yeah. league club. Judging by what Tito said today, I would say Jimenez is your starting shortstop on, on yeah. opening day. Uh, That's after, a good point. After four Cactus League games, yeah. uh, they might activate that plan uh, to, to move Rosario around and, you know, have him be the guy that starts at a different position every other day. Yeah, they could. And, um, and, it, and, you know, and, and especially has, since Jimenez has had some big league time last year with the Mets, I think that's important. All right. Uh, a couple more points just wanted to touch on from, uh, from Tito's pregame. Today, uh, the first base competition. Don't go awarding the job to Bobby Bradley just yet. Bobby Bradley hit a, a home run that I think is still carrying in the, <laughs> the Desert Southwest winds uh, uh, earlier this week. Uh, he says, just because Bobby Bradley hit a home run doesn't mean you, you anoint him on the, the first week of games. Uh, this is a competition that I think is going to play out and go all the way down to the wire at first base. Yeah, and uh, you've got to remember Bradley has an option and, and Jake Bowers is not. And that if, unless, you know, unless Bowers is just terrible, I think that's going to play a big part in this thing. Oh, and you also have to factor in uh, they feel most comfortable with Jake Bauer's glove at first base. Yeah. It's yeah, not that they feel uncomfortable with Bobby Bradley. It's just that, you know, Jake Bauer's glove at first, you, you can put him there and forget about it. All right. The other big highlight from yesterday's game was Framil Reyes, I think, taking aim at the scoreboard in Goodyear Ballpark 
he he didn't quite get it off the uh, the LEDs, but he he got it to the base of the scoreboard, and and this is all building towards Framil Reyes. <laughs> one of these days is going to hit a ball off the scoreboard at Progressive Field. Yeah, he, he is. He's a treat, isn't he? He, oh. he, he is a fun guy. He's, he's any any anytime anytime Bart Swain and the guys with the uh, the Indians PR offer to to have Framil sit down on a Zoom call, uh, the immediate response is yes, please, because you <laughs> never know what Framil's going to say, and he's always so positive and happy that the, those are just wonderful Zoom calls to do. We we hate we hate having to sit here and do Zoom calls, but Framil makes it that much better. I was looking at his stats, Joe. I mean, he has a slugging percentage in the big leagues of over 500. I mean, this guy, you know, you know what, what we saw of him last year was kind of an all or nothing guy. You know, he had a great month and then he didn't hit. But I mean, if you have a slugging average that high, slugging percentage that high, I mean, you're pretty, you're a, you're a consistent run producer. I wonder, hopefully he's, he's able to, you know, keep that going as his career, you know, lengthens. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to compare his slugging average to his uh, batting average on balls in play just to see, you know, what the what the disparity yeah. is there, because obviously he's hitting the ball out of the park and we've seen him. We <laughs> saw him hit, you know, two home runs in Detroit last year that, you know, never came down. But it's it's when and Tito talked about this the other day when he's taking that uh, opposite field gap approach, that right yeah. field gap approach. Even if he doesn't hit the ball to right center field, he's still on time to the ball. And then if he has to pull one, he can pull one and do damage where he's not out on his front foot. He's not making awkward swings. And, and that's when, you know, those balls in play, he, he's not the fastest guy in the world. We did see him no. like a ripple earlier in the, in the week, yeah. but uh, he isn't the fastest guy. However, uh, he, he puts himself in a position to, to get those doubles and, and, you know, that's why you see the, the slugging percentage up as high as it is. Sure, the balls leave the park, but he's also banging out doubles and, and hitting the ball to the gaps in, in, in both right center and left center field. I just remember that series uh, he had against Kansas City in, at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went like 10 for 15 or something like that. And, you know, there was every there was balls up the middle, singles, doubles, and he didn't hit that. You know, it's not like he hit five, five home runs in the series. I mean, he was doing damage, like you said, up the middle. To right and, field. And after that series, he was like sitting second in the American League in, in batting average. And and then from there, it, it just it, it got into more of the the three true outcome sort of result for him. It was either a, a strikeout, a walk or a, a home run for him. Yeah. And he still ended up what hitting 278. And that's uh, not bad. I mean, you know, you've got this is a really this could be a really interesting player if depending how he de- he develops. Well, think about where he was at, at this time last year. He was the hottest hitter in the entire Cactus League last year. And then pandemic hits. He goes back to the Dominican Republic and really doesn't have an opportunity to train at all. Uh, yeah. He was, you know, on on dirt fields, you know, not facing any sort of quality pitching, getting at bats in. And he, he came to camp. Uh, everybody sort of came to camp at the, at the second time. And you know, maybe it, maybe it did catch up to him, uh, the, the pandemic and how much that really derailed him, but, you know, look to see what, what he can do with, with Eddie Rosario hitting in front of him this year. Maybe there's, there's something there. And he, it looks like his right ankle, you know, the ankle he sprained, uh, before he came to camp, it looks like that's healthy. I mean, it looks like he's, he's swinging the bat pretty well. So, 
over over under if I put the over under at 28 and a half home runs for Fran Mill Reyes this year you take the over or the under I take the I, t- I take the I take the uh, I take the over I, take- I, I would take the under I think he's going to have a good season I think he's going to be all right but I don't think he's going to hit 30 home runs this year okay because you know difference in the ball you know and- the, the way he hits the ball, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's going to make a difference? Uh, you could be throwing, you know, those sand balls up there. It ain't going to matter. He's yeah, got a, he's, a mile. Yeah. Uh, Guy's 6'5", 270. 6'5", oh, 270, but he's a giant panda bear. He's honestly, he's the, the, the just the warmest, friendliest individual you'll ever bump into. So looking forward to it. All right, Hoinsey, uh, you are uh, – uh, where, where are you going today for uh, headed for to uh, Phoenix, uh, a little place called Maryville where the, the, uh, the Brewers train. Okay. Uh, I guess the, the manager's office at Maryville is, is up a ramp and miles away. So Tito might have to hobble uh, yeah. back and forth to get on this, the post game zoom with us, but we'll look forward yeah. to his comments there. It was funny, Joe, when not funny, but when Cabrera, Estubal Cabrera came over to talk to, uh, to Tito, Tito was in the dugout before the game yesterday, and as, as you know, Cabrera saying, "Stay, stay where you are, stay where you are. I'll come over." And Tito <laughs> struggles to get up the steps and goes and gives him a hug. You know, <laughs> he's, poor Tito. Is, I mean, is he using is he using a cane or is it a? Did he he said he wanted to get a fungo and use no, that? No, he, he, he was he was freewheeling yesterday. He had the had the boot on, but he was. Oh, he was unassisted under his own power, I guess. Oh, it will definitely be interesting to see how that all shakes out this year. Uh, the, the tunnel from the Indians clubhouse to the, uh, to the dugout isn't exactly a, uh, a short walk. So, yeah, you might have to, you might have to, I don't know how you get down there. You might have to get his, his uh, scooter to get down there. Something like that. All right, Hoinsey, stay safe. And we'll talk to you again t- uh, uh, tomorrow here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. All right, Joe.